Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're recording. I'm sure it must be irritating for Saskia every week to hear me go, we are recording, but I have to say it. Yeah, you have to say it out loud. to say it. No, it's good. Because there hasn't been a time yet mm-hmm. where we've not recorded. There's one time. No, but there, that was the sound, wasn't it? No, what it was is that, that I decided oh, to yes. use my AirPods. Yes, yes, and I yes. touched one of them and it which stopped the recording. Yes. It was like Apple was being too efficient at its yes. job. Do you know what's just happened to me? No. So I've driven. So Pip is here with us uh, today. My, yeah, your my, great my friend. My friend Pip. We've both turned up in the same jumper. Did you like that? We've turned up in... The, the James Bond jumper James from N Peel. Um, Our Pip, first expensive recommendation. Pip saw mine and then went and bought one. And mm-hmm. then he's turned up at my house today with it on. That's ballsy. I was like, God. That's I've a ballsy us. move. I said, there's only one Bond. And there's only, like, you you get first dibs on that. It's, it's got to be a phone call. It's got to be yeah, I'm yeah, wearing it today. It is hilarious. So if he's back in time, we'll, we'll take a picture of us both can in I, our jumpers and you can see Can I just us. interrupt? <laughs> yeah, of course. Because the best thing about this story mm. is that one of you did not take off the jumper. What do you mean? You're both still in the oh, same jumper. Oh, we're both jumper. still in it. Yeah, it was like, it was a celebration of, uh, of uh, our friendship manliness. A jumper standoff. I'm it, not taking it off. Yeah. Well, I'm not taking it off. <laughs> yes. This is my <laughs> wedding. You know. Um, it was very funny, but um, I've, I've washed my hair today. I can see that. I mean... But you like, haven't put any jollop in it. There's you not a always, single bit of jollop in it. Yeah, but you always put jollop in your hair. Yeah, What's no. happening? So I went to the gym this morning. My son, Joel, was insistent on going to the gym. He's doing GCSE PE, and part of his thing is he's got to document his gym journey and, and do a programme together and work to it and all the rest of it. So he says, look, let's go in the morning. And I always thought, he's never going to want to go. So I get up at half six, give him a nudge. I said, do you want to go? Hoping he's going to say no. He goes, yep, give me two minutes. So impressed with his... Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very motivated, isn't he? So motivated. So anyway, I decided to wash my hair today. It's the first time in a couple of weeks. But I thought, I'm not going to put anything on it until tonight. Why? It's just a faff, you know. I'm very low maintenance. I don't want to do anything or like that. And I'm a busy boy. Really? I I mean, it's tempting to just take a picture. Take a picture, yeah. With no people see it. Because Chesney Hawks. Oh, right. I am the one and only. Okay, you got a good picture? Yeah, go up high. Let's have a look. Oh my good lord, it's terrible. See, lots of people think I've got thick, luscious hair, but as you can see, it's extremely fine. It's I'm, just not you. I'm like a dandelion clock. It's, if you it's were to so blow, not you. If you were to blow on me, bits of it would <laughs> float, float away. I know, there's a rude joke in there, but let's not do that. Let's not. How are you? I am really good. It's very interesting because Mm -hmm. did you say in the last podcast or did you just say it to me personally Mm -hmm. that you have hit the road running in 1922 and 2022, not 19, because that would have been a very long time ago. I've absolutely In 2022, because you have Mm -hmm. hit the road running, we're we're firing on all cylinders. Mm. Even though we are a bit bored with the weather, we are suddenly incredibly inspired i feel like i've got a real i'm riding on the wave of work adrenaline yeah yeah where i'm very excited about Mm. everything and inspired and i feel like you are too but it when you said that last time i was like yeah yeah but i wasn't you know i wasn't feeling it as much as you but my god the last 48 hours i'm like right let's do this the the, the only thing you know if if people were asking how we've we've done this or how i've done this or the only thing i've done is got organized like i've got a ritual of organization yep there is food in the fridge yep appropriate food not just crap like pepper armies and stuff bed is made to do like bed is made every morning i'm getting mm-hmm. up at the same time every morning mm-hmm. and are you uh, yep and i am not procrastinating i'm putting nothing off if it needs doing i'm doing it and i will reward myself after six or seven p.m at night with 20 minutes on the piano 
or an episode of something. I love the fact that 20 minutes on the piano is your reward. That's a reward. I love just set up the piano. He's so good, everything. everyone. I'm not. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Um, so that, that's it. I've decided to not do the delayed gratification thing. Or a delayed gratification, that's it, isn't it? And has it? Because mm. I feel like you not... Well, it's not delayed gratification. You are just procrastinating, which makes yourself feel worse. Yeah. And has the fact that you just... Every issue that presents itself to you, you deal with straight away... Has that made you feel better in terms of mental health? Completely, yes. Mm. I go to bed at night feeling free rather than burdened with baggage. And that's a big deal, right? Because I normally think, I'll do it in the morning, I'll do it in the morning, and they don't really sleep. Now it's like, no, 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 let's do it now, let's do it now, let's do it now. And oh my God, you can feel, you know, they call it a positive reinforcement loop. You you set yourself a goal, you do it, and you go up the, the reinforcement loop. You go upwards and you spiral upwards quite quickly when you start bouncing on doing things that you set out to do and the same thing can happen negatively so if you put something off you go down the the reinforcement right you know so i'm spiraling up at the moment um but i mean what's interesting i haven't done that for a while is that the next time i feel like you're going a bit down i can say Mm -hmm. last time you were like this yeah yeah great remind me and i'll do the same for you yeah i'll remind you because it's made a really big Mm. difference and i don't know whether it is starting a new year as yeah, well as helpful. quite a positive thing. Yeah. You know, I think traditional dates and stuff like that are really important. And although they're assigned to religious ideas, that doesn't really matter. You, you, I think you can you know, dis- disregard them at your peril. But I think New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutions, mm. all that stuff, really thing. helpful mm. because it helps you track time in your life about what mm. you did this time last year or what you were mm. doing this time five years ago, mm. how far you've come, how far you've fallen behind. It helps you measure stuff. In fact, that puts me onto my very first thing that I'm going to recommend, oh, great. which is, there's a series on Netflix that we've recommended before called Explained, which are t- little short documentaries that last about 25 minutes long, and there's one on time. So, you know, we take time for granted in many ways, and we think, oh, well, there's 24 hours in a day, and mm. 60 seconds in a, uh, a minute, and so on and so forth, but mm. you think, how, like, how did that evolve? How did that yeah. come about? Well, I often wonder that, because somebody must have worked out exactly how the seasons work, and how many... And how much time, yeah. whatever that was at the time, evolved between sort of the mm. dark months and the summer months? And when was the shortest day? And when was the day how, exactly the same difference? And how do you work out the leap year yeah. day? Like, who did that? So I don't know, you've got to put an extra day in every so often. You're <laughs> like, what? You get mm. an extra day. What who gives it? us was that? Was it Magellan? I don't know. Who? But you've, got to, you've also got to realise that it didn't just happen with one person in one time. It happened no. over generations of yes. people in different parts of the world, all having these ideas. Because obviously there's different calendars yes. for different cultures. But it's remarkable that we've managed to, to find ourselves in a position where we universally have one time clock. And we all work to that. Anyway, this Can is... Can I just a tw- say something? Yeah. I don't know why I said McGallan because well, McGallan was somebody that it sounded great. That um, it did sound really good, but he was an explorer, so he had nothing okay. to do. He was the first European to cross the Pacific did Ocean. He, he didn't explore time. But I have learned something today by my ridiculous mistake. <laughs> yes, right. Well, there I you go. I have learned that McGallan was the first explorer to cross the Pacific Ocean, and that's a big ass ocean. Yeah, it's a big ass ocean, and it's a, a small ass mistake you made there, but it's been helpful, right? Yeah. I've learned I mean, it's something. one of the great things about Not making a mistake. I'm a bit embarrassed. No, no. no, like, okay, somebody, no you, you have to become a fool before so you become time, a So time, I mean, time. also explained in general. We, we talked about it a very long time ago. It's really good, isn't it? It is really, really yeah. good. I do really, sometimes now, you know, we were talking about it's quite difficult to find series mm. on TV that you really want to watch. And sometimes you want to just watch a quick half hour something with your kids. These are so informative. It's like Encyclopedia Britannica in a TV programme, mm. great for the whole family to mm. watch. And you'll all end up definitely talking about it afterwards. Yes. If you want to, you want to sit down, you want to have an explained debrief mm-hmm. for half an hour yeah. after the show. It's really good. It's, I, I couldn't recommend this episode enough. It's really good. One of the things that caught my imagination is they took a, a French scientist or, or kind of an explorer and put him in a cave I think for two months with no light and no access to a clock or time at oh. all but he, it was an experiment he wanted to do to see whether his body clock could maintain itself mm. so if you have an internal clock that actually chimes to a certain beat and then whether that is 
socially it's constructed okay, yeah. or whether you inherited mm. or whatever. And it turns out you could. Mm. He, he, he went to sleep at the usual time and woke up God, at the usual that's time. that's weird. There are sometimes he didn't go to sleep for 27 hours and there <gasps> occasionally where he only slept for two hours. But generally speaking, he slept as you would do normally. But the big problem he was is when they came down to warn him that he only had two or three days left, is that he thought he had another month left. So he had no concept of time. He couldn't track time over anything longer than a day. His brain wow. couldn't deal with anything like a week or a month. It had no concept of That's really interesting, isn't it? But there are so many great things in this little 22 minutes that can it I ask blew you my about, brains out. Mm. Um, is, there a pref- is there a good time to go to bed and wake up? Circadian rhythm, that's mm-hmm. what we were talking about, a sleep-wake cycle. Yeah. So is there a optimum... You know, is it is there a good time to have your sleep cycle? I don't think necessarily there's a good time. I think it was more a case of getting up at the same time every morning. Yes, I've is been told extremely that that's better for. Your, I've, yeah. told, I've been told that that's better for your health. Yes, I that think... getting up at the same time every day mm-hmm. is good for your immune system. It's like it's a ridiculously. That's why it's so difficult for people that work on shifts because your body's so out of sorts mm. when you're trying to wake if up at different you times. You thought that your body's got a clock and you're doing something different to that, that mm. own internal clock. Can't, mm. It can't be good, can it? I'm just going to read out one other to, uh, to you. These came out last year. There's one, there's one on apologies. Oh, yeah. I've sort of explained on apologies. Oh, well, that was interesting after um, we've been talking a lot about forgiveness. Yeah. So it says, apologising is tough. And in this era of public mere culpas, Forgiveness isn't guaranteed. What makes for a good apology and why does it hold such power? It's 21 minutes long. But it is brilliant how some people can apologise and get away with it and other people just can't. I mean, I don't think it's getting away with it. I do feel like if somebody apologises, and it is, we are as a, as a, as a world mm-hmm. getting extremely good at sussing out whether somebody is authentic or not mm-hmm. and I think it's from us spending hours and hours and hours and hours on social media looking at people yes. and feeling a bit it's uncomfortable real? about something and then thinking it doesn't quite ring true to me and we're getting very good at reading people's kind of micro gestures mm-hmm. a flicker of the eyebrow or something and you think I don't believe them but when somebody hand on heart makes an absolutely deep and genuine apology mm-hmm. It's a very powerful thing because yeah. it's not getting away with it. You feel like they didn't get away with it because they feel so bad about yeah. it that this is their apology. You do wonder whether Boris Johnson mm. could string together the correct oh, set of words yeah. in the correct order mm. with the correct mannerisms and body language that would suffice uh, uh, some forgiveness on, on this whole fiasco, wouldn't you? I think that's too late. I'm sorry, I just had to turn the um, tumble dryer it's off. Right. But I think... You know, it is fascinating, though, isn't it, that actually the apologies are made up of words. Yes. And actually, if you got them right, but if you mm. get them wrong... It's not just words. No, it's I realise realize it's a mixture of all those things. Yeah. But could a good actor fool you? Mm. Yes, a good actor could. Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, he could... <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis could Imagine call being married to a really great actor. It would be a nightmare. <laughs> are you acting right now? Yeah, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Explained Season 3 is on Netflix now and they're all great. You can't go wrong. It's really, really good. I'm going to talk to you about a lady that I met at QVC the other day and um, she is so lovely mm-hmm. and she has started an Instagram account that she um, put me in touch with. <clears throat> now, I know that, again, we like to try and bring you things that are immensely affordable, and I am talking about something else in a minute, which is immensely affordable and um, does really, really good things charity-wise. But this is about designer handbags, which I know all of you and shoes um, Mm -hmm. would appreciate. They are obscene designer handbags now. I mean, revolting. It makes me so angry. I would never go into a shop now and buy a designer handbag. No. Because they've gone up to... I mean, regularly, I see a price tag of three, £4,000 for a designer handbag, and I think that is revolting. It doesn't stop me wanting a Chanel handbag. Yes. Okay. Um, mm. I have always coveted... You know the Chanel handbags that have the... The cross The stitchy yes. bit on it. Ooh. It it well, makes me really. I want a car that's got seats with the cross stitch oh. on. Oh, oh what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so nice. 
So this, this woman, she goes off, basically sources all of these amazing bags. So she tries to find things that, you know, people don't find anywhere. It's like a... a and they can be uh, oldish, right? It's like from the 80s and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that looks like it's from the 80s. I don't know when it's from, no, but... but it's a Gucci, um, it's a Gucci, at a Gucci bag, bag yeah. and it is £690. It's ridiculously expensive. Mm. But I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes I know people mm-hmm. who would save up for an entire year yeah, yeah. to buy a one of, and it will be yeah. the bag, and you will only buy one, and mm-hmm. you'll buy it. But these are beautiful pieces. I mean, there's a pair of shoes here that are by Gucci, and she's doing giveaways. Oh, are they giveaways? Yes. Yeah, so Ooh. she. Tag two friends in the comments, like the post, make sure you're following me, and the winner will be announced one week today. Oh. So she's she's very clever, Evie, yeah. at, at her business, and she does things like jackets as well. There are jackets and bags and puffer jackets and trainers, lots of different things, and it's called Evie's Pre-Loved. So Evie, that's her name, um, Evie's Pre-Loved, E-V-E-Y-S. E V E Y S. That's pre-loved. right. Yeah, pre-loved. Yeah. And there's no hyphen or anything. It's just P R E L O V E D. She's got nearly two thousand followers, and it's kind of vintage fashion. I also like it because it's sustainable. Yeah. Well, I love this whole reuse thing. Yeah. I mean, we did this on the Mass Singer, right? Where yeah. you wore that dress. Well, what's did... interesting? I wore that dress because mm-hmm. um, men must do it on television all the time. Reuse old suits. Yeah. But I wore that dress last season. And no one, I think... You wore that last season? Yeah, no Nobody one realised. No. no one realised. Not even the production mm. team, no one. <laughs> Every, everybody was like, wow, you look amazing. And yeah. then you sort of said, oh, is that from last season? It was so funny. But it just goes to show you that I think once I've worn something, everybody's seen it. That's yes. incredibly vain and, and um, kind of entitled of me to think that because... Actually, people really enjoyed it a second time round. In fact, more. There's a whole industry, though, that mm. supports that idea, yes. that wants yes. to get you a new dress yes. and all the rest of it. So it's... Um, anyway, it's, I, I, um, I love this idea of using something twice, and Pre-Loved does exactly that. So Evie's Pre-Loved. Great. On that subject, yes. I'm also going to talk about Pre-Loved things. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I'm in the process of trying to acquire a new studio in London. Uh, for my business, so I'm going to have a studio in there where people can come and get their head on it, and I will film it and for YouTube and stuff. Film like that. stuff yeah, we're going to really, make lots really of content. excited about because your mm. hair clinics are amazing. Yeah, me too. So we're going to kind of stretch out this idea of the hair clinics, and but it will also be really nice because I've had lots of love and support from Instagram followers and stuff like that over the years. I can invite some of them to come and get their hair done. And oh, I'll cut lovely! It and yeah, yeah, it and yeah, all the rest great. Of it. And like in return, a makeover. Like a makeover, and in return, we get to film it perhaps and put it out so people mm. can see. And then if they've got specific problems, we can solve them and all that kind of jazz. Anyway, we, we've, I think we've secured a place, which I'm very happy about, but I need to furnish it. So many moons ago, I've done this before. I had a yeah. studio in, in uh, London and I did this then, where we go to an auction house mm. and we just basically uh, bid on loads of furniture that we want. Mm. So the auction house I've been using is called Tring Auctions and it's based in Tring. So if you're in the Hertfordshire area or North London or anything like that, Tring Auctions is really good. Mm. So once a fortnight they do a kind of modern and antique furniture and some fine arts and jewellery and stuff like that. And Mm. then they do, uh, on the other weekends, they do something that's more specifically art-based. So once a fortnight you can go down there on a Wednesday, Thursday in the run-up to Friday and view everything. Or you can go on this website called Easy Live Auctions. And they never had this when I did this last and time. And Easy Live Auctions, would that pertain to auctions all over the place? Can you type in um, Kenny? Yes, it's auctions all over the country. Yeah, so, so you could type in a local town to you absolutely. and see if there's an auction house yeah. there. And of course, you don't, even do good, you don't need to go to the auction. Everything's documented now online. Great, so you right? can just go and look at stuff. So, um, I mean, I'll show you a couple of things. I'll show you what I won this week. Some stuff I didn't So when win. you win, it's like you bid for something. Yeah, it's a bit like eBay, I guess. There's a reserve on there. They've got a rough idea of what they think it might go for. Got this thing called My ELA. So I wanted this. So have a look at this. So this is a big stereo system. So yep. it's an old-fashioned stack system. It's got like a Pioneer record player, a Sony tape deck. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's even... A like, tape deck? Yeah, tape I've deck. Got a t- I've got a tape deck with my singing on it. I've and got I tapes can't... with my singing on it. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, yeah, the, when I was in a band. Oh, my God. When I was in a band, in the day, we've yeah. got to have a night where we make our friends sit through tapes of us singing. Yes. 
Who'd be who terrible. Do? We can make t- Pip would definitely we'll sit through yeah. it. Pip. Pip probably sat through it first time round. Oh my god, that's so. Um, so look, you have got a Sony turntable there. You've got this old-fashioned Sony, you oh. know, uh, mix mixer but thing. But you never there. use that. No, no. I mean, it's but a bit. It looks nice. But the the reserve on that was thirty pounds. Yeah, how much did it go for? It went for five hundred. Stop it. Yeah, no. Look, the hammer five hundred. I was wow. devastated because I thought, oh, 30 quid. So I bid 50 on that, see if I can get it. Mm. Snooker table there, little snooker <gasps> table, lovely chest of drawers. Look at these lovely... Oh, um, mid-century. Mid-century. Sort of... £18 that went for. No. So it's a really big uh, teak, uh, what would you call it? What do we call it? Mid-century um, sideboard and cabinet. So it's got a bar in there and some glass doors. God, it's super cool. Did you um, get that? I didn't, but it went for £18. I was wow. watching that and didn't bid on it. And then there's loads of other stuff in there, but I did. I'm going to show you what I did win. This is going to go in the um, in studio. Um, and if any of you come and get your hair done, oh, the colour of it—it's <laughs> great, isn't it's it? It's magnificent. Yeah, so that's now in my living room. You've got a chair, which is looks very squishy. It's it's very it's Don purple. Draper. It's mm-hmm. so Don Draper. Uh, that's really nice wow it's great isn't it that's amazing so look if you're looking for bits of furniture and you fancy going uh, vintage and what what lots of people do or lots of lots of businesses do they go to the auctions buy these things take them to the workshop tart them up a little bit and then repackage them put them in a shop for two or three hundred pounds but please go and have a look at the auctions you could furnish an entire house with everything it would need for roughly a thousand pounds um but there's loads of good stuff. And of course, there's loads of tat in there as well. But the other thing that's good is pictures. You can buy oh, boxes of really? pictures, right? So boxes of old pictures from the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s and stuff like that. And you might get 20 in a box for £30. Yeah. You take all the pictures out and use the frames. The frames are brilliant. Oh, God, There's loads that's of fabulous so frames. So there's loads of things you can do to slightly recycle stuff. Loads of great outdoor stuff in there. Yeah. Loads of out log burners that you can put in your garden mm. and burn logs in. There's a little mm. chimney thing. £10 or something. But they're super cool, a bit rusty and all a bit mm. knackered. But the kind of thing you would get in, you know, you perhaps see in an old, in a pub garden or something mm. like that. But a nice one, you know. Like, I, I, I really enjoy it. So we bought something for the studio, but we'll be going back there more and more. We need a sideboard, cabinet, nice wardrobe. I, I, just, I wish you could all see Michael's hand gestures right he, now. Cool. He's like doing, you know, yeah. hang on. I'm going to take a photograph so we can capture that and post okay. it. Give me some hand gestures. And uh, sideboard, and then that, and that. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> great. Let me just get uh, Tring Auctions up. So I just get the uh, the website right for everybody. Cause, um, so it's tringmarketauctions.co.uk, and then it gives you uh, the, the dates of the next auctions and stuff like that on there as well. But um, And I think, in Paul, what was the name of the site that... Um, uh, and the other one is Easy Live Auctions. So you Easy click on Live the bit auctions. that says auctions, and then it gives you... And could you find something like from your local area? I think you can even find... The, so from your county. There's live auctions going on at the moment. It's 444 live auctions wow. going on at the moment. It's got all the different auction houses from all over all the, the country counties. in here. So yeah, you can so find like loads if you if you don't live near Tring, there will yeah. definitely be one near you. Yeah. So having talked about quite expensive handbags, but that are mm-hmm. really pretty, I am now talking about eyewear because, as you can see, I am currently wearing. They're really nice. My first pair of um, very focals. Are they? So I can. They're very nice. If I look at you like that, and then I look at you like that, you become really, really clear, really. and then you're slightly fuzzy here because Keep it these fuzzy. are long distance um but blue bloom um is a company now it's spelt b-l-o-o-b-l-o-o-m so it's b-l-o-o-b-l-o-o-m um and i've just clicked on them on instagram and the headline is it's designer eyewear at a really good price and for every pair sold a pair is donated god that's good isn't it so you you had me at hello, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Blue Bloom, then I sort of thought I'm going to deep dive with this company a little bit mm-hmm. because it just feels too much. It feels too good. So you can try five frames at home for free. Oh, really? So, so they send you, you five, five frames? five frames. Okay. They send them all to you for free. You choose which ones you like. Send four back. You send four back. Well, I think they, they then put your lenses in. But what you can do is they have got two opticians Mm -hmm. in London Mm -hmm. and they will test your eyes for free. Oh, okay. 
long as you buy the glasses, right? Well, I mean, no. Which is fair there is, You don't have to sign anything to say you're going to buy the glasses. Oh, okay. But generally speaking, when you're in an optician, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you come out with your prescription and you want to buy the glasses yes. from there because if you go somewhere else... It's a faff to take the prescription. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So actually, they're just clever, mm-hmm. you know, because an eye test probably doesn't cost that much money and you're yeah. going to make all the money from the frames anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very clever marketing tool, but you do feel like you're getting good value for money because yeah. the only thing you're paying for when you go into the opticians is for the glasses itself. Now, then they show us the bestsellers. They show them all the, on all the models mm-hmm. and you can see they do sunglasses as well. Then they explain on the website about one pair for a pair. For a pair. Um, so it says here, 2.5 billion people around the world still don't have access to glasses. 2.5 billion people, 2. so 7 billion people. Yeah, billion. Okay. Still don't have access to glasses, wow. But they've got a smartphone though. And you know, it's a very simple invention. Mm. It's been around for like more than 700 years and it could literally just change billions of lives. Oh God, yeah. Um, So they also have this thing where they talk a little bit about who they are. And I always love reading people's stories, but they just wanted to kind of re-look at the whole Mm -hmm. way that people do glasses. And they um, are called Abbas and Fairs. I think they might be French. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I love the way they do it. Everything that they do is completely ethical. And they talk about, they looked into um, making their glasses in Europe. Okay. And um, they tried all these places. <laughs> it was very expensive. Yeah. If they wanted to make this promise about making another pair of glasses yeah. for free to give away to somebody, they had to try and drive their yeah. price down. So they explain to you, um, if you've ever wondered how much glasses cost to make, it's time you knew. That's why we reveal the real cost behind our prices on each product page along with our markups versus other designer brands. Mm. I mean, wow. that's ballsy as well. Yes, Nothing to hide means nothing to fear. Isn't it funny now, that this is now a, a brand approach? Yeah, that, that you, you tell expo- everybody. You, you expose everything. Expose everything, because yeah. Because we understand that you have to make a profit. You've yeah, got, yeah. To, you've got well, to live your life. Business, like, yeah. All businesses aren't ruthless sharks, mm. but some are. Mm. And um, so they, they then also um, show us that... They've moved to China. They explain why they moved to China. They tell you everything about the company that makes the glasses in China. And then you meet the people that work. The okay. average age of the people working in the factory in China is 40. Okay. And you get to meet some of the people uh, on yeah, this yeah. website. I thought, God, I'm so invested in mm. Blue Bloom already. My, my only thing and why I went to the opticians the other day um, and I bought glasses at that optician's was that I like to go in there and try them all on. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, Blue Bloom only have two opticians and they're in London and I don't live in London. So until they actually have, you know, it's all good and well people sending you things, but Mm -hmm. I've got a complicated prescription. It's not, I've got a lazy eye. And um, so I think they they might need to expand, but I would imagine they're going to do very, very well indeed. And they're probably going to expand at a rate of knots. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I need, uh, I mean, I'm just buying reading glasses from Tiger at the moment. Plus plus one Mm. is what I'm doing. Mm. I assume that's not too bad, right? Listen, this is also an untruth that wearing glasses doesn't make your eyes worse. Does it not? No. It potentially makes them better. Well, it means that you can see, but it won't (laughs) make your eyes worse. It's a bit like saying um, um, shaving makes your hairs grow Grow thicker. thicker. It doesn't. Otherwise, we'd all be shaving our heads all the time. Yeah, yeah. It makes um, the hair stubby at the end, which gives it the um, illusion of it it being thicker. Um, very good. It's interesting just talking about business there because me and Joel over the last couple of nights, my um, my youngest son who's 16, have just watched There Will Be Blood, which is the Daniel Day-Lewis film um, that was um, directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson who did Licorice yes. Pizza. After we'd seen Licorice Pizza, I wanted Joel to see, because we were a bit disappointed with Licorice Pizza, and I wanted Joel to see just how brilliant a movie maker this guy is. So we've sat through There Will Be Blood. I think I've talked about There Will Be Blood maybe a year ago or something on this podcast, but... I thought, well, I'll sit through it again. But it really taps into the idea of, you know, it's like, it's not the birthplace of capitalism, but it's a film about that, about one man's desire 
to well, make so money. Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis. So it's set in 1908, mm-hmm. and he's a gold miner, but he discovers oil. Oh, yes. And he you then works out what, 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 yeah. what to do with Sounds that oil, amazing. and then he inve- invents uh, how to drill it properly, and how, how to store it, and then how to pipe it across America. I mean, you think about what oil did for the world. Yes. Like, it transformed everything. I mean, yes. everything is made with yes. oil. Probably everything. these chairs we're sat on is probably a result of oil. Mm. All, these, all these computers and stuff like that. Every, anything's plastic, you know, has been made from oil. So you, you think what this guy did is facilitated the world to change. But he's the ho- most horrible person. psychopath. Yeah, it's completely mm. crazy, you know. And there's a brilliant moment in the film where he says, I just don't like people. He said, I want to make enough money to get away from all of them. <laughs> and he said, I don't want anyone else to succeed. I just hate people. And it's wow. like, wow, it's so bizarre. But I guess it takes a certain type of person to do that thing that, that billions of people benefit from all over the world. Yeah. But it's monstrous, really, at the very core of it. Yeah. And it's well, like... It's psychopathic. And, you know, the psychopath test, when John Ronson yeah. went off and tested loads of people, so many CEOs. Mm. There's a lot especially, of Especially here. like a, yeah. a CEO that had to go in mm. and um, his job was to fold companies mm. or just shut people down and he absolutely didn't care about doing it at all. Mm. And you can't have somebody who loves people no, you <laughs> you can't, know, going in to do, do something that. ruthless like that. Yeah. And not all psychopaths go to kill. No, they, I mean, they, they are just ruthless. They, just they don't care to win. Yes, and I they mean, don't care. No empathy, they don't care. Basically. They've got no empathy. They don't care about how you feel, and they want to win. What's strange? I guess it's my disposition. Really, I just feel yeah. sorry for him throughout the whole film. <laughs> Actually, he should, <laughs> he should die. You know, he's such a monster. But I've got to say, I mean, Joel was kind of meandering his way through it. I can remember him kind of looking at him, thinking he's a bit bored because it is a long, drawn-out mm. film. But when it finishes. You just think you've seen something really significant. Mm. It's Did mine. he? Oh, yeah. That? At the end Did of the he? film, he went, blimey. He says, I have never seen anything like that. You know, mm. Daniel Day-Lewis is I know. just outrageous I know. throughout the entire mm. movie. And the final scene is terrifying and hilarious. And then there's one final line that he ends the film with. Mm. And then it ends and you, you can't help but kind of laugh. But it's just menacing all mm. of it so uh, but it really just when we were talking about business there but it the is film interesting is about how business business, you know. business gets turned upside down like yes. you said about we're going to show you the margins yeah, you know, yeah. we're going to show you how much profit we make because there's this idea that every business is corrupt and, yes and you know it's all pulling the wool over our eyes that, that well, now... and also that like in some way making money at all isn't yes, okay isn't but that thing, that's yeah. a that's a weird it is that's a weird concept because business can't keep going mm. without making money and if they don't manufacture things we we need them to yes. manufacture things uh, well it's progress isn't it but you know we were we had a a, a bite to eat with john bishop mm-hmm. and he we were talking about the future and the metaverse and all that stuff and he said something really funny ironically because he's mm. a comedian but um he said wouldn't it be great if they just stopped inventing stuff just for a bit if they just said for five years, we're not going to invent anything. So we can all just catch up and then you can start inventing stuff again. And I thought, God, that's really good because, yeah. you know, we're just struggling to keep it. it yeah. It's obviously this word exponential. It's, everything's growing exponentially, mm. but we're not. Like, we're evolving very slowly compared to mm. all this cultural evolution that's going on. And but there's only very a funny. very, very few minority who are, like, ahead of the curve and they oh. all live in Silicon Valley. Yeah, and they all make billions, yeah. basically. Yes. It is weird. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, okay, I'm going next. Yeah, Bagsy me. I watched a TV show last night. <gasps> O-M-G. Oh, yeah, 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 go on. Andy Oliver is uh, a woman that I have known since I was 18, probably actually maybe younger than that, maybe 16 or 17 years old. Wow, that is a long, long time. That was a joke. It's backfired a bit. Um, uh-huh. It is actually a long time yeah, yeah. when you think about it. And that's, that's a nice thing to say about me and Andy, that, mm-hmm. that we go, we go, go way, way back. back. And um, her and Nena Cherry mm-hmm. were bestie, bestie friends. They were in a band together back in the day that was a Bristol-based punk, they? punk band. <laughs> They're from Bristol, both of these um, girls. Called Rip, Rig and Panic. I know Rip, Rig and Panic. So they were... They were on the young ones. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, so Nena and Andy and Sean mm-hmm. and Bruce mm-hmm. Smith. Was Bruce in the drummer? Yeah. Okay. Um, were all in Rip, Rig and Panic. And so I kind of knew her back then. She was really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. like so unbelievably, um, unbelievably kind Mm -hmm. of cool. And her and Nena were just amazing at everything. And I remember being slightly in awe of them. (laughs) And they were um, like a couple of years older than me. And I would always look at them like, God, look, they've just got it so going Mm -hmm. on. Andy, over her career, has done like tons of stuff. So mm-hmm. she's done the vagina monologues at the Royal uh, Albert yes. Hall. Wow. She has done, um, she's been a guest judge on Food Glorious Food. That was in 2012, so a long time ago. Yeah. But kind of guesting on various bits and bobs. Yep. She co-hosts Food Network's The Big Eat um, with Andy Bates. Um, and she uh, replaced Prue Leith. This was her big break. Okay. On Great British Menu. With can, Oliver I, Payton. can I say that yeah, all on. the cooking shows that are yes. on telly, and there's too many of them, too many of them, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Um, the Great British Menu is my favourite. Wow. It's really good, I think, and really enjoyable. And it's oh, great. I, very, I, I haven't watched it since that. she well, took she over is, then, so I'm going to watch that. But she is um, attractive in the true sense of the word. She, yeah. But she's magnetic. Yeah, okay. Like, you want to be near Andy. If mm-hmm. you're in a room and mm-hmm. Andy's there, mm-hmm. you just sort of find yourself kind of shuffling over oh, okay. to just you're stand drawn in. near her okay. and bask okay. in her warmth. Watching her cook on this show last night was so good. And the idea of her kind of mm-hmm. um, cooking for loads of people in her, in her restaurant mm-hmm. just made so much sense. She was so, so good. So the BBC um, have commissioned a show um, of, of Makita, who is Andy's daughter, mm-hmm. and Andy, going to Antigua and Barbuda and all around the Caribbean islands to go back to their roots. Now, Andy's been very attached to her roots all her life. She's born and bred in Britain, yep. but she, she is culturally like half mm-hmm. Caribbean and really feels a strong pull for that. But after the whole George Floyd thing, Mm -hmm. it sent a lot of my friends of colour into complete turmoil and really kind of struggling with memories of Mm. a hard time that they had in the past. But what was interesting, they talk a lot about, because Makita um, has a white dad and a black Mm mum. And in her her childhood, she said her dad was a good dad, but he just wasn't around very much. And... She she doesn't say anything mean or nasty about yeah. him, but she's because he wasn't around very much. She spent she spent quite a bit of time kind of wanting to be white. Yeah. Whereas now she's thirty seven, she is exploring. You know, when she was eleven, the last time she went to um, Antigua was when she was eleven, and she was kind of dragged there by Andy, <laughs> like I don't really want to go. Yeah. And this time when she went, she's really been exploring mm. her spirituality. She How was exploring she? thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. She okay. was exploring Buddhism as a perhaps a kind of spiritual path to take, and actually she's end up with um, Rastafarianism. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a similar ethos. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a spiritual path, mm-hmm. but 
Makita, who I used to babysit. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes. <laughs> so, you babysat? Yeah, well, exactly. Wow. When I was 18, I, um, I went out with Andy's brother, Sean, who uh-huh. sadly died from oh. sickle cell anemia. He was amazing. I went out with his best friend, okay. who was the drummer in Rip Rig. Yep. And for about five years, like mm-hmm. for quite a long time. And um, they, uh, um, he had a kid and um, Sean had a kid, um, mm-hmm. Andy had a kid mm-hmm. and Sean had a kid. Okay. And we used to take it in turns to babysit all of them so okay. sort of we could go out or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, on the Good. town. They were very, very, very funny kids, like really cute. Okay. And she grew up and then went on to, I don't know if you remember, Pop World. Mm-hmm. On um, course, Channel yeah, Four, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So she presented that with Simon Amstel. Oh, did she? And she, I mean, I've never laughed so much in my life because there was Makita, like just as saucy and just as naughty. Mm-hmm. And but now a grown and up. And then, uh, but now a grown up, but quite like mad and really good, mm-hmm. really good at presenting. And then she sort of disappeared. Yeah. She, you know, she's done bits and bobs, but she's come back at thirty-seven. And I've got to say that. Her, her parts on this program were, were some of my favourite parts about it. Okay. And her sum-ups and her discoveries, because I know this sounds um, a bit clichéd, but she is on a journey of discovery on that show. Mm-hmm. And she is learning th- things. Or, yeah, she's learning things about herself, but you can see it happening. And it's like coming home, you know, <laughs> like you can see someone coming home. Mm-hmm. And... Especially because there's this very small Rastafarian community on Antigua and she goes there on her own without her mum to mm. kind of explore like how she feels about that and just seeing her sitting there and feeling so kind of at peace. At home, it just yeah. looks really, mm. it was really comforting. Anyway, and also because I'd spoken to Andy a bit about how we could help, like maybe we were exploring a kind of cultural, because she does feel British and she's proud to be British. Yeah. But how can we encourage like a British um, Caribbean kind of meeting and saying, so me and Faye were talking about going out to the Caribbean and doing some fitness workshops and stuff. Anyway, it turned out that she's ended up doing this amazing documentary and she's doing fantastic things for kind of Caribbean Mm -hmm. British relations. But they talked about, she talked about this moment with um, a relative of hers called Uncle John. Uncle John talked about, Mm-hmm. The way that I don't know if you know about this, but but obviously with colonialism, mm-hmm. the British went over to the Caribbean islands and were basically saying that, you know, you are British, you are part of our culture, yeah, yes. you are part of our country. They were taught all about British mm-hmm. culture. They were told it was the land of milk and honey, mm-hmm. and that they would be welcome with open arms. And Uncle John went over and he talked about himself arriving, and Makita and Andy were were like just sobbing listening to his story because he got off um the boat and you know he's like oh my god we're here like yes uh, we're so excited to see you they they used to sing the national anthem and everything back home i mean it was this idea that you would go to the promised land right he got spat at and abused and he was like so upset and he just couldn't believe that this was and this you know he's not alone he this is exactly Mm. how everyone was greeted but hearing him talk about it was so I don't know, it's so, I, I felt really ashamed. Yeah. I felt so ashamed and there were some awful things that went on mm. when the plantations and slavery stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, because the uh, plantation owners would be re- replenished or re- mm-hmm. given money for um, all the black slavery workers, the people in Barbuda mm-hmm. who'd been basically left alone, that there weren't any sugar plantations in Barbuda, so yeah. they weren't interested mm-hmm. in Barbuda. They, they were trying to just steal people from Barbuda to pretend that they were their slaves and force them to go over to Antigua. Oh, wow. So that okay. the plantation... I mean, yeah. it was just... I was so... I was so horrified. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know... I don't know. It was, it was such a good program because it was fun. It was funny. It wasn't furious and angry. It taught me a lot in yeah. a way that made me feel very humble and slightly ashamed mm. of mm. of my ancestors behavior you know like it's not okay but it also made me love i mean the sound i shazammed every single yes. track they played i'm last... gonna make a i'm gonna make but, uh, a playlist i called you last night and you were like the music I, I, it's mm. so good d'angelo mm. oh my god i was mm. like this is too good but 
Barbuda also got mm. completely er- eradicated by um, Hurricane Irma. It just got decimated. There, and yeah. now what's happening in Barbuda, the developers moved in straight away to mm-hmm. kind of rebuild Barbuda, but mm-hmm. they're building these enormous complexes and it's not Good kind bad. of just bad. Uh, I mean, okay. they, they, are, they want development. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they want tourism. To in keeping, but right? they're like, please yeah. don't just... Yes. annihilate our island like yeah. do it respectfully and that's mm-hmm. kind of an argument and a battle that they're having because also you know the guy on the boat uh, he was out just kind of um mm. with andy and makita on his boat and he said i you know in barbuda i'm the rich man because they 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 own the land mm-hmm. in barbuda the people own the land you know i own this okay that's how he feels but it's now sort of being pillaged by okay. developers. By capitalism. And, yeah, by capitalism. <laughs> yeah. But I can't, yeah. I can't recommend it high enough. Okay, it, well, it, great. I'll watch that. And especially their relationship is really mm. good. They speak 100 times a day together yeah. on the phone. You can really see it. Uh, I wonder why you got so emotional so nice. then. It's very interesting, isn't it? I think it's possibly to do with the fact that there's something so lovely and nice about somebody coming to terms with themselves. Mm. Oh, <laughs> no, no, but who they are and where they yeah. come from and all of that stuff. And um, to see it mm. when you see somebody ex- like accept who they are mm. and their culture and That's their exactly what it was. height and their mm. skin colour and their mm. teeth and their hair and all the rest mm. of it, you know they've been set free really. Mm. And there's something just great about that. Mm. And whenever I see that, I feel the same. I think, especially because you knew this person as a little girl mm. as well. And you think, oh my God, you're all right. Mm. In fact, you're better than all right because you know who you are, you know. And the interesting that it happens at an age, you know, at 37, she mm. knows who she is. And I think potentially when she was on Pop World, she didn't know who she was oh. or who she wanted to be. Or you're where working she it out, aren't you? You're working it yeah. out. And that no one knows. And you always have to go through some bumps in the road to get... To, to work where out who you are. You are. Right? Yeah. Because you're a mixture of good and bad, right? So yeah. you have to go and explore all those things. It's a very brave person, I think, who unearths themselves. Mm. Mm. Um, because it's not an easy thing to do. But I I assume that's why you got a bit teary there. Because I thought... I'm always amazed. Like, when, if I get a bit teary, mm. I think, what is going on with me? Mm. Why has that triggered something? And then I, I think about you as well. That sounds great. Makita, that. I'm really looking forward to Makita, watching it. Wow. When she She's went to go, in order to um, go to the mm-hmm. Rastafari camp, she had her head wrapped because okay. um, yeah, I think part of the, the deal, women right, isn't it? Um, don't show their hair. And okay. they wear, in the Rastafari culture, you wear, you're a bit more covered up. Okay. And, and Nena and Andy always used to mm-hmm. kind of um, be slightly covered up in, okay. in those days. Um, Makita's also a great advocate of um, skipping. Oh, we love skipping. Yeah. I've been skipping look at, this year. Look at her legs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, she, they, well, she has just got <laughs> the most yeah, amazing yeah. figure. Yeah, great. Wow. Great. She's amazing. Oh, well, and what's but, it called? And I need to get the actual proper... There, there you go. Carib- the Caribbean with Andy and Makita. It's on BBC iPlayer. Brilliant. It's okay. absolutely I'm gonna, brilliant. Um, watch some of that tomorrow. Um, we are, we've really blasted through this. We've run out of time a, a little bit, but um, God, I've got like twenty things to talk about. So first of all, let's talk about. No, I'm going to save the shark is broken for next week. Save it. I went to, I went to the theatre with me mate Andy uh, to to watch the shark is broken. I'm going to save that till next save week. It. So it'd be nice to do yeah. ten minutes on that. Um, let's eat these. Somebody sent us these. Yes. So they're called cheesies. Um, yeah, a cheesy sent us the cheesies. Okay, and they, they say it says just cheese and it's baked until it's crunchy. It comes in a little bag like a bag of crisps. This is my favourite flavour. Well, I had the chilli ones on the way home. Were they very the chilli? Oh my God, they were so nice. Were they? Oh, I mean, I love chilli chili stuff anyway. So these ones are Red Leicester and we've got, you open those ones and these ones are just cheddar. I had the chilli ones and there's a gouda. Is that yes, a cheese? Gouda. gouda and there's goat's cheese. And there's yeah, nobody needs that. I know, that. you don't need that. Like um, what's really good about these cheese snacks? So they're an alternative to a bag of crisps, I would say. Yep. But they have got eight grams of protein in them. Seven eight or eight grams, grams of protein. Of protein and n- zero carbs. Zero carbs. No carbs. And then obviously, I mean, because it's dairy, there's probably a bit of fat in there. But no sugars. But fat's good, right? Like, some fat's good. Um. So there is no sugar. Seven 
grams of protein. Yeah, some of them have got eight and some seven. I think it depends on which ones you get. And it's 119 calories per bag, which is not a lot. Which is the same as a bag of crisps, yes, right? Yes, less than So, a lot. You, is there Red Leicester? And I've got uh, cheddar. So, I don't know what they do. So, they just bake the cheese and, until it goes crunchy. Oh, my God. I mean, I just I could eat this. They are very non-stop. nice. So, the Red Leicester one. They're quite tangy. Like quite a very... salty. Like a strong what's-it. Salty flavor. Oh, you've mixed a Red Leicester and a... Mm. Well, the other thing I was going to mix with them are these... Now, I keep meaning to talk about these for ages, but these are pickled chilies. Now, they're from a company called Elena. You love these. I love these. Mm. Now, you can get pickled jalapenos, you know, from, you know, the people who make the tacos and all that stuff. But these are different. These are whole chilies. Um, I'm not sure where the company is. I think it's Polish, actually. Um, let me have a look. They're in brine and vinegar. And Do you need my glasses? <laughs> I need some glasses. Does it actually say where they're from? Um, I'm no, have to Google it. No. It doesn't. I'll Google it while okay. you talk. So, Elena. Elena. So um, I, I can only find these in Sainsbury's and St Albans. I can't find yep. them in Sainsbury's and Tunbridge Wells. But you'll be able to get other versions of them. And they're the whole chilies, the kind of chilies you would get in a kebab at a kebab shop when you get a doner kebab and they chuck a whole chili in at the end. So they're kind of soaked in vinegar and they're hot, but not really hot. But I'll put one of them in, and now I'm going to put some cheesies in as well, in at the same time. Mmm. You can get them in Tesco's. Can you? Yeah. But I chop them up, put them on pizzas, I put them in stir fries. I literally chop them up, put them on a steak, put them on some chicken. Like, I use them non-stop. They're really good. And these are for the flat. Oh, I did great. Have some here, but okay, good. Oh, yeah, you can get them in Morrison's, you can get them in Sainsbury's, you mm. can get them all over the place. Oh. However, it appears to be very, very difficult to find out where they are actually oh. from. It's just under kind of Euro, Euro food brands. Oh. Um, but you like. I the, really the love them. The cheesies are extraordinary. Yeah, do you want to try it? You don't want to try it. No. No, no. <laughs> you're not a spicy girl. I mean, you're not, a, I'm, you're not offended by spice. I'm not offended by spice, but you and Holly. Oh, I just love Frank's Buffalo Wings hot sauce. Oh, You and Holly could everything. literally blow your heads mm. off. I know people don't like us eating, so we'll stop that. Okay, we'll stop. Um, oh, but the cheeses, who makes them? Um, I think it is a small independent brand. Um, cheeses, the studio, Edith Villas, um, Bective Road, Putney. So I think they are oh, a okay. tiny... So have a quick look, see if they've got an Instagram I've got account. a feeling they might, to... they're made in the Netherlands. Cheesies, they've got an Instagram account called Snack Cheesies. So we're going to have a little look at them on there. But I would highly recommend them. Definitely go and buy a bag and see what you think. God, they're really nice. But I think the big thing is the protein, because we all know how... Yes, um, trying to get a bit of extra protein. Extra protein. In. So if you're having yeah. um, your... Collagen in the morning, mm-hmm. that gives you five or six grams yeah, of protein. Yeah, a bit of chicken for lunch. A little bit of chicken for lunch and a bag of cheeses for a snack. And the cheesy snack feels naughty. And in terms of mm. benefit, the protein that you get from a bag of cheeses is going to be better than the, the totally nutritional agree. value of a bag of crisps. It must be, no? Um, yeah. Now, I listened to an amazing podcast this morning. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to save it for next week. Okay. I'm going to, I really wanted to talk to you about it Can, as well. Okay, well, let's save it because I, I really want to, I want to talk to you about it. But yes. I also, on, I'm going to finish with the fact that I've started watching Startup. Oh, yeah, with Martin Freeman. With Martin Freeman. Okay. And me and Chester have watched one episode. I made him watch it. He really didn't want to. And at the end of it, he went, this is great. Yeah. Well, it's about so Bitcoins and I'm stuff like that, excited. isn't it? And um, just to let everybody know, season four of The Ozark has dropped on Netflix. <gasps> and, I haven't um, even finished season two. Oh, I'm so I behind. Okay, you Ozark. do, Ozark. So we'll you talk, do that. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks as well. Um, we've got Fitzpatrick's Cordials to talk about as next well next week. week. Yep. We've got all those. I'm really looking forward to them. And um, a really good TV show that we didn't get to talk about this week. I'm going to talk about next week. Okay, well. great. Um, oh, let's do a quick shout out because I know you've got work. You've got some some work to do. Uh, there we go. Let's see what we've got here. So this is Tracy Pugh. Is that how you pronounce yep. that? Pugh. Hi, you two. So I enjoy your podcast and think your chemistry is awesome. Uh, you're now officially part of my routine and like two good friends. Michael, your empathetic nature is beautiful. Thanks Aww. very much. I'm an avid reader and just finished the most amazing book, The First Day of Spring by Nancy Ooh. Tucker. 
I love um, book recommendations. Nancy is a child psychologist and she has uh, gifted this heartbreaking, insightful piece that will tear your heart to pieces and inspire in equal measures. Well, oh, worth a mention. That sounds Thanks great. Very much. Uh, so that's uh, by Nancy Tucker, The First Day of Spring. I'm buying it right now. Thank you very much, uh, Tracy. That sounds great. Um, oh, wow. Someone's just come in here. Hi there. Can you let me know how to send some goodies to you, please? <laughs> yes, uh, Joy Harrison. We will get back to you with that. Um, Olivia will no doubt send you a message. Um, hi, guys. Love the pod. You absolutely have to see this if you haven't already, Michael. It's a fellow Scotsman and someone who is moved by music. This will definitely get you. Uh, I cry every time. What is it? Have the tissues ready. Uh, we'll post it. It's a YouTube video of some very euphoric music from Scotland. Um, it's called Andre Andre Rieu, who's a composer and a conductor, by the mm-hmm. looks of things, and a violinist. And he's playing at the Highland Cathedral. So it's called Andre Rieu. Uh, Andre Rieu. Rieu at the Highland Cathedral. But um, thanks very much. I did watch that earlier this week when you sent that through. And uh, you're absolutely right. It was like overwhelmingly powerful. Um, Iwa. Is that right? Iwa, Iwa Warner. Iwa Warner. I've never met an Iwa no, before. No, I haven't either. Morning to you and Michael. Just wanted to send through a film recommendation on Amazon Prime. It's called The Tender Bar and is based on a memoir directed by George Clooney and stars Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rabe and Christopher Lloyd. It's just a lovely story of one boy's life uh, and his dreams and aspirations. Check it out. Have a great weekend. God, that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I love Clooney. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely appears to be one of the good guys of yeah. Hollywood. Um, and amazing that he was, you know, a bachelor. Yes, for so, for so long. long. You know, and he was just a TV actor in ER yeah. and all of that yeah. stuff. And then it just was great to see his career take off. Yeah. He's brilliant. So it's directed by him and it stars Ben Affleck. Um, thanks very much indeed. I love a little low-key film like that. Um, not low-key film. Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks very much. And let's have I'm one. Really, I've been very annoying. I'm really worried that I've been making a lot of noise eating food. Well, I've got the headphones in and you I can't, can't I can't hear anything. You're doing a very okay, good, good job of, of quietly doing that. Those are, those are fucking good. Um, Maria Crocker. Morning, D and M. Love your podcast. Want to recommend two Netflix shows. First, me and husband been watched in one Binge. night. Uh, that's interesting that you should say this about Stay Close. What did I say? Been watched? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, um, cut that out. Yeah. Binge watched <laughs> one night, uh, in one night called Stay Close. James Nesbitt is amazing. And the twist had us both shouting at the TV. And the second is The Fall with Gillian Anderson. Just phenomenal. The Fall. Can I say something? I didn't make it through the first episode of Stay Close. No, you said and you I've struggled with got, that. I got a feeling that maybe I should go back because I love a twist. Mm. The Fall with Gillian Anderson yeah. was so... So good. Knockout, wasn't it? Knockout. And her kind of silk shirt and pencil skirt combo. Mm. I was like, God, I just wish I could look like that in a silk shirt and pencil skirt. God, I loved her. Her office outfits were off the charts. Um, And then somebody says, uh, this is Catherine Forbes, says, um, just finished Jinx on Sky. Oh. Sky Crown. I've not seen Jinx. Oh, my God. Jonathan Hatford told me to watch it ages ago. It was the reveal at the end. Yeah, okay. Was the most brilliant thing I have ever seen. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to that then. The Jinx. Thank you, Catherine Forbes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As you know, it was our second birthday this week. Yay! Happy birthday to us. We wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who's listened and followed and uh, engaged and sent us stuff and... Um, sent us messages and you know liked our posts and all of that and it's jazz. hilarious because really we still in fact it's costing us money <laughs> yes it, 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 we've not made any no. money we have got adverts running but we haven't received anything from it yeah. and it's costing us money to make it and we still love it the payment terms seem to be about 3,000 days so uh, yeah, yeah we're running at a serious loss at the moment but but we, we still want like no, 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 we I mean, wouldn't it, stop doing it for we, the world we like wouldn't. we love it it's well, we do it anyway. That's yeah. what's interesting about it. We would have this conversation anyway. Yeah. You yeah. would tell me about those TV shows. I would tell yeah. you about all sorts yeah. of... Yeah, so we may as well pay to yeah. do it. Yeah, well, hopefully one day. <laughs> but um, thank you. It's been a wonderful two years so far, and long may it continue for another few years to come. And, and we uh, love your recommendations yes. too. It's so um, fun reading them, and, and mm. they are often really brilliant. So thank you. And I but, mean, always really brilliant. I don't know yeah. what I've said often. Often, yeah. 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 Sometimes they're rude. really shit. 
Um, and a big up to Saskia, who's been with us from the beginning. Who yeah, edits, thanks, Saskia. Uh, edits the show and puts it out for us. Um, and to Olivia. And Olivia's doing oh. a fantastic job. Yeah, We've got four members of this band. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, like uh, you too, but better looking. Mm, much better looking. Yeah. Mm. Funny, like, I'm not, huge... sorry, I'm not casting aspersions on No, 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 but, like, the biggest bands in the world are made mm. up of, like, slightly clumsy looking people. I mean, There's you too could be. There's nothing clumsy about their drummer, though. No, no, well, yeah, well, he's quite handsome. Mm. And Coldplay's got the bass player, he's quite handsome. But the rest Do of them... Do you not think Chris Martin's handsome? Not really. I mean, if he was, if he went... If you if he was an accountant and you went for a meeting with him and said, "Oh, what was the accountant like?" You'd say, "Yeah, he was fine. You know, he's you know, he's a nice guy and everything." You wouldn't go, "Oh my god." Yeah, but he's got a something. Yeah, because he's Chris Martin, right? No, I think he had a something before he was Chris Martin. Have you have you heard that podcast thing where he says his his friend takes him? They're at boarding school together, him and Chris Martin and his friend. Mm. And there's a late there's a girls' boarding school not far, so they sneak out him and his mate. His mate says. My sister's at the other boarding school over there. Do you want to come? And he goes, yeah, great. So they go over there and meet these girls. Mm. And then one of the girls says to Chris Martin's mate, well, as they're walking back, Chris Martin's mate says, um, I had a chat with the girls and they said, um, next time when I go, can I not bring you? <laughs> Chris Martin says, that's the reason why I became... A rock star, basically, is that I never wanted to be rejected like that again. And he described it as like being dumped under a ton of bricks. He says, like somebody just dumped a lot of bricks on top of me. <laughs> it's, it's so cruel, isn't it? Can you tell your mate not to come next time? He's ugly and, but and annoying. But the, the other thing that's really funny about that, which mm. is such a boy thing, yeah. is that his mate told him. Yeah. He, he could very easily have up, just, yeah. like, not told him. Yeah, and sneaked off and gone on his yes. own or something like that. It's boys for you, it's like... Uh, but boys are just talk, like, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was hilarious, oh. really. So he wasn't always, uh, he wasn't always that popular. Um, anyway, uh, we're done here. Good, uh, because I just want to delve into the cheesy. Yeah, well, I'm going to do the same and put chilies on them as well. Um, lots of love, everybody. Lots of love. See you next week. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.